This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode, it's a fantastically festive nutcracker suite as Whimsical Wade fondles then bounces on balls, meandering Mark breaks rule one and goes underground to hammer his nuts. Baffled Bob buys a busty walrus, explores dark rooms, and serenades us with silly skateboard stunts. From destroyed dicks to tension tumors and anal fisting, Yes! It's time for That Stupid. Let's do it. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I'm today's host. Uh, I was going to come up with something clever like Colin does on Whose Lines Anyway, but I couldn't think of anything. I'm going to say like near but not farther. Uh, it's Father Wade or something, but it didn't click. I'm your host, Howie, doing tonight. Yeah, something like that, but it didn't come. Anyway, I'm joined by my friends, Mark and Bob. Hey, boys. Why did you say it like that? Say it like what? That's how he always talks, except every other time he's ever talked. <laughs> Am I not? Oh, my friends. Mark and Bob, is that better? Actually, it is better than what the original one I heard was, but good job, buddy. I don't like the thumb appearing. I know, I understand what that is now, I just don't like it. Sam, you know what to do. Anyone who's not watching the video, you don't get to know what's happening. Why we're so confused and thrown off. Right as we started to go live with this recording, we were thrown off by Mark's thumb. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really weird today. Um, don't know what to do about it. Gonna get it checked out eventually. That's a weird sound bite that people are gonna have now. They've got worse. <laughs> They've got much worse at this point. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So what's new in your lives? Uh, yeah, I'll just get mine out of the way. Bob said he had a banger. He might take over the episode. Yeah, whole episode. Yep. As you can see, I have moved. I'm not in my normal space. That's going to raise a kerfuffle. Okay, hold on. Brick house, picture frame. So somewhere in Oklahoma, uh -huh. uh, I'm seeing white paint. So I'm thinking like somewhere in the southwestern region. Mark, I'm going to figure out exactly where you are and the world will know. All right, cool. But yeah, no, just doing VFX stuff for the movie. Um, so yeah, just more movie stuff as usual. I could talk about lenses more. Talk about the sequel to your movie. Uh, what's the sequel going to be? Have you filmed it yet? God, 
No, uh, surprisingly, I haven't. Is it a trilogy, or is this more of like a cinematic universe where you're going to have like 50 movies a year coming out? Uh, well, uh, no. Short answer. Uh, follow-up question. Who's going to play you in the uh, adaptation of the novel of the behind-the-scenes story that you're going to write about this? You're going to write a novel about the behind-the-scenes stuff. I think Mark Ruffalo should play you. I think that's an interesting choice. I don't think it's a good choice. What about Mark Hoppus? He's already got your name, and he performs in a band, Blink-182. He plays bass. It's not good that you have to explain who he is. I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, if we told Mark Hoppus about Mark, we'd probably have to explain, too. So, you know, just saying. Very offensive for him to not know that. But, no. Uh, yes? What was the question? Who plays you? Yeah, who's going to play you in the in the screen adaptation of the behind the scenes? It, it's actually it's actually going to be, um, uh, oh, man, who played Cruella, Cruella DeVille? Meryl Streep? Yeah, it's going to be Meryl Streep. Was that, I was thinking Emma Stone. Was it, I thought it was Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Stone was, uh, oh, wait, no, yeah. What, was she? I, I don't even remember. Emma Stone plays the girl who, like, becomes Cruella DeVille, the main bad guy in that movie, the Emma Stone movie is is the countess or whatever oh was there a new one where it's like a young cruella deville the the emma stone uh cruella movie is like the origin story type deal i see i see um it's either gonna be whoever the fr meryl streep emma stone or Catherine's Catherine zeta jones is gonna play me why Catherine zeta jones why not? I get the Cruella connection. You get the Cruella con connection? Good. Not many people would. Me among them. Real lore aficionados get it. Yeah, absolutely. We don't need to explain it. It'd be just be reiterating. It'd be like me talking about lenses again. People just know. We've hidden clues throughout the three of our playlists over the last <laughs> 10 years on YouTube. So if people really go back and rewatch those, they'll find what we're talking about. Specifically the ones that are still monetized, those playlists. So that's what's going on in my life. Um, you know, nothing new. Yeah, pretty boring. It sounds like you're really enthusiastic about it. Like you're not sick of it at all. No, I, I'm happy with it. It's just like, I've. it's the same stuff. This is what even Wade was talking about when I came <laughs> in here. I was telling him like, yeah, I'm in, you know, I'm out of town doing movie stuff. And he goes like, oh man, I thought you were done with that. And I go, nope, <laughs> it's not out yet, <laughs> but it's the same stuff. It's, it's, there's nothing really new to say. It's just like. Well, and as soon as it comes out, you have to go back to working on the 10th year anniversary edition and all that. It's like, yeah. I, this has been coming out very, if for a movie this has been coming out on a very fast timeline movies take a while oh i know it has it's insanely fast okay but when do we get the christopher nolan cut that's what i want to know <laughs> The Christopher, does he digitally replace me? I, I, I can't even talk about it because it's like got to get into spoiler territory, but we just had a conversation of like turning every shot into a VFX shot, but I can't say why. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really positive place to be after a movie with so much practical filming. Don't probably don't spoil this thing you've been working on for over a year, but is almost out, but is not. Unless you want to hear first breaking news, exclusive distractible. I bet we could get that fish to come on here and say breaking news just so yeah. that then you can spoil your own movie breaking news uh but yeah that's it anyway bob you're vastly superior small talk okay yes uh i i'm sorry that's all the time we had for small talk yes i'm just kidding bob you go ahead <laughs> okay that was well now i don't want to tell the story but i will because i love the listeners and the watchers so you know how sometimes uh like people who have shows or youtube channels sell merch we don't do that but uh you know how sometimes people do that i bought one of those times uh some merch uh there was a youtuber called alan fan alan pan sorry i don't say your name right 
he aspired to be a Mythbuster and like almost was, but they didn't accept him onto the show. He was going to be like an, one of the like Tori Belichi. I actually know this story for once. I don't know this one. You know the story? I do. Yeah, but go on. I, I actually know something for once. He aspired to be a Mythbuster and his whole YouTube channel is like him making outlandish, very Mythbustery kind of inventions and like lasers and magnetic shoes where you can walk on the ceiling, this kind of stuff. And he discovered at some point. Uh, in the not too distant past that the Mythbusters trademark had expired like the Discovery Channel or whoever owned it like didn't renew it or however that works and he for like a couple hundred bucks I think got the rights to sell Mythbusters merch it was like a limited part of the trademark but he basically did a lot of like t-shirts and a couple things and um one of the shirts i i thought this was very funny and uh he got in some trouble and got a cease and desist letter and i don't know what the resolution was but i think he had to stop selling it eventually but i bought one of the shirts uh before they were no longer available and the shirt is called busty the walrus if you remember jamie jamie heineman was one of the hosts of the show and he kind of had like a walrusy look he always wore a beret he had like a very big mustache I, it's him his head on a walrus with a huge rack that's it it's funny. I wasn't even sure if I'd wear the shirt in public, but I bought that way the hell a long time ago. And this week I got a notification that my package had been delivered, that my Busty the Walrus shirt was ready for me to enjoy. And I was like, that's weird. I didn't get a package today. Hmm. And I looked at it. It was delivered to the house we used to live in uh, oh no. before we moved several months ago. And I forgot that I had ordered this thing literally more than half a year ago. Uh, so the people who bought our pre who moved into our previous house got a random package delivery of busty the walrus <laughs> and it says Mythbusters, like like written by a five-year-old really sloppy underneath it i like i wish i had like i don't know hidden cameras or something i don't that'd be super illegal but i would just love to see the reaction of like oh no i got this package it's for the previous uh occupants oh no i wonder what's in it i hope to god they opened it and i hope to god they wear my busty the walrus shirt but i have low hopes for that well you learned your lesson in the previous house like you go to dinner or lunch with the previous homeowners once a week you're close to them that way if you need to find like any water shutoffs or anything for fridge installations you can so they naturally would also be keeping in touch with you as the previous homeowner of their current house so you should be able to get your package back easy right just over lunch they live across the whole country in california only technically also uh in every other way including technically true uh what did you say? All those words. I'm having like a... Listen, don't listen to that, man. We keep in touch? Is this a thing I told you I did? No, do you remember, do you remember during Bob's Fridge where the uh, guys working on your house, they were all like, can't you call like the previous homeowner and have them like tell you how to, where the shutoff is? And you went on this rant about how you, yeah, you go to lunch with her every week, your best buddies because you bought their house. Ah. So it, was, it was a classic reference to that. That episode was recorded a couple years ago now. I just want to throw that out there, and I do not re-listen to it with any regularity. I've got to be honest. But you lived it, so you remember, like, right? Here's what you actually do. Okay. What you do oh, okay. is you have started the process, right? You have started the process of confusion for this family, whoever they are. You started with Busty Heineman, right? So okay. now what you need to do is you need to get a cardboard cutout of Jamie Heineman, attach a rack on that cardboard cutout, hide it in the woods outside of their house, like in the backyard, and then slowly and steadily incorporate more, uh, like make it so, sneak into the house, change, uh, put a DVD in whatever entertainment player that just is a digitally altered version of Mythbusters, but Jamie Heineman just has huge tits the whole time. <laughs>
<laughs> like use AI to add boobs to Jamie Heineman in a Mythbusters episode. Okay. If there's one thing I know about AI, it's very good about adding boobs to things. Or buy a sex doll and slowly over the course of time, you cut it up and you build your own Jamie Heineman with busty. Cut the tits off of a sex doll and put it on a sex doll that you custom make of Jamie Heineman and place it in their bed, right? And in the attic, you'll slowly, as they're discovering these small things, be slipping in more cutouts of Jamie Heineman with busty in the attic. Was there an attic? In in like a in like a Hey Arnold style shrine, like Helga's shrine to Arnold type deal. Okay. What you do is eventually you've stuffed the attic and you've slowly drip fed, and then they'll look into the the crawl space of the attic and they'll notice some strange fluid and a few hairs uh, drifting down from the corner, and eventually they'll peer their head in, and that's when they see the entire attic is covered head to toe, Jamie Heineman, with tits. At that moment, their doorbell rings. They go to answer it. You spent your super bunny man money. He'll actually get the real Jamie Heineman a boob job. And he's just at their door naked. <laughs> Leading up to it, you get cameos. You order cameos from Jamie Heineman. Edit them with AI to have tits. And say, <laughs> call out their name, wish him happy birthday and Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then you get him to announce his new Discovery Channel show, Mythbusties. Ooh. By commercial time, only in their TV, like for their specific targeted ads. You you go on Google ads, you target this specific house, and then you like replace it. By their IP address, send them targeted ads and only them. Change their DNS settings so that they get rerouted to my internet. Yeah, this all sounds like it'll be worth it. Mm. The end. Cool. Good idea, Mark. Does this end with, do I have to, like, murder the whole family or something when this is all over? Or how, what's the... No. Why? It just seemed like it was going in a dark direction. That was the end. That was it. Oh. At some point, they'll probably cut their own head off and float into the treehouse outside, if I know my horror movies. Probably. Or just get naked and stand in doorways. So I thought you were going to talk more about the guy who bought the trademark. I know he was like getting cease and desist and all kinds of stuff. So have have you actually gotten any more updates on what's happened with that? Because I, 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 what you said is as much as I know at the moment. I don't know him personally. And I believe the last video he posted on the topic, he was like, yeah, lawyers are involved and I'm not going to talk about it anymore because the lawyers are involved. The merch is available until this date. And then that was it. Uh, and I don't know if there's been a resolution, but I imagine whoever owns the other Mythbusters trademarks did not find that as funny as the rest of the people people on the internet did maybe next time they'll get their trademarks in order well that's what you get for not remembering to re-up your t-shirt and printed mercantile trademark uh, whatever it was thing i just really hope that they wear my, my shirt i hope you get it I, I hope you reach out and get it i don't think i'm getting it back i don't that's they're not going to take time they they have our info but that i don't know if they have our new address probably at some point we communicated or sent documents or something but like they're not going to do that they're either going to throw the shirt out or keep it or donate it to the goodwill and then maybe someone else can enjoy the busty the walrus shirt i just want the shirt to be enjoyed that's like my main concern that's fair it's very noble how many of those are there? Maybe maybe a couple hundred at most? I don't know. Very valuable, I assume. I have not personally yet seen a Busty the Walrus shirt. Do you think it was print on demand or did he have to order a bulk order to get them in so he has a garage full of Busty Walrus tees? I don't think he's got extras. I think he took all the orders and then processed them once the ordering window was closed. I think that's how he did it. Never again. Busty's dead. I'm sorry. But that's a nice segue into our merch, which we don't have. So I'll just go into, like, the topic, I guess. 
This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speeds slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. Alright, so, uh, I don't know exactly if we've done this exact thing. This might be the ever-anticipated Hold My Beer Part 2. In my mind, what I want to talk about is things that we did growing up that we knew were bad ideas that we either did anyway or encouraged our friends to do. I think, I don't know if I've talked about this or not, but uh, my friend's mom had an exercise ball, one of those big like round balls you can like sit on and like stretch on and stuff. It sat in their family room surrounded by sharp furniture with sharp pointy wood corners. And we thought it'd be a good idea to jump off of things to try to land on it, balance ourselves and become circus Whatever that's called when you balance on a ball. Circus folk. That's it. And thankfully, none of us died. Tyler was there. He was actually very good at it and never got hurt. Whereas my friend Jared and I always pretty much landed the most painful yet not damaging ways. Whereas Tyler somehow acrobatically always landed like on his feet and was always fine. Say always. How many times did you circle back to this activity? Just like a weekly thing? I don't know how long it lasted each time. Probably like... 15 to 20 minutes, which felt like a much longer time when you're getting rug burn and scraped up and stuff all the time. But we probably did this at least four or five different occasions before I think we broke the ball. Uh, my buddy's mom realized what we were doing and was like, I'm just not going to get another one of those because I don't want you all dying. No, up to that point, no one had noticed the thing. Parents are out in the kitchen or in the other room just hearing you guys just like, whoa, whoa, oh, you go, you go. They were doing this stupid thing called work where they trusted us to be responsible teenagers at the house. Did you silly billies fall down again? Oh my goodness. That is pretty much everyone's childhood just hearing your kids screaming and yelling and then laughing, hopefully, after a period of silence where everyone goes <laughs> like, oh, oh. Uh, did I, have I talked about nutball? 
That sounds familiar. I Is that where you sit with your legs spread open and roll a thing? Is that that? Yeah, that is that. Uh, I don't know if that was on this show or if that was just elsewhere that we talked about that, though. I think I've talked about it like maybe three peens, but I'll, I'll, I think it's been long enough and I haven't told the full story in a while that I could reiterate it here. I, th- I did talk about it on Unus Honest, but there's probably people that haven't heard about the mythos of Nutball. That might be where I know it from, actually. So Nutball started out this is like Kids Are Stupid and Hold My Beer sequel all in one, right? Kids Are Beer, part three. I'm going to name drop. I'm going to name drop the people that were there. This is Drew Thiel, Matt House, and Brandon Lechner in my basement, bored out of our minds, right? We're bored or something like that. We must have been bored because how else could you come up with this idea? We had we didn't have a ball at first. It wasn't a ball. It was this weird like Dave and Buster's novelty foam hammer. And when I mean hammer, it's like the size of a cell phone. It's got a tiny little hammer head on it, but it's made out of that like shiny, smooth, not leather like kind of fake leather plastic that I don't think they make anything out of anymore. Was that dangerous? I I think it's just they have stuff that's cheaper or easier to make now or something. Or it was poisonous. Probably asbestos based. I think it's the type of material that after like even a year, it starts to flake and peel. It's just asbestos with lead based paint. It starts off gassing mustard gas once it's out, <laughs> in the, out in the open air for more than 12 months. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we <laughs> we have this hammer and we basically are sitting on my, the basement. You know, it's long. We're in the finished part, not the unfinished part, because that's the place of demons and despair. We never go there. Of course. And we're sitting across and I think we just start hucking it back and forth and then playfully. Uh, aiming for each other's testicles. Because, uh, you know, sack tapping was a thing in that era of junior high. Oh, it's in vogue. Yeah. It's in vogue. You knew you were in with a group if you were participating in the sack touching. <laughs> no, no, not touching. Tapping. Tapping. <laughs> we did it differently in Ohio. The sack fondling, you know, where you just fondle your bro. Sack touching was not in vogue in this time. <laughs> I am not standing by that statement. I meant tapping. I meant tapping. Uh, no, I, we did the tapping version in my area as well. So Same. Yes, tapping. So it quickly became a game where we would we would be like, no flinching. Come on. You got to you gotta let it go. And for some reason, the rules became like etched in stone. Like, okay, no flinching or else it doesn't count <laughs> whatever counts i don't know so they throw it across the room the hammerhead was great because it spun when it flew through the air like kratos throwing his axe and eventually one of us got nailed right in the nuts but it was foam so it was it was okay you know it wasn't gonna be devastating it hurt but it was no more than sack tapping so we started going back and forth and then we start throwing harder we start flinging that thing and we're all the way across the room so it's fair right somehow that makes it fair you're all the way over there so i gotta throw really hard so we well, it's got to be accurate. Yeah, skill-based. So it's that moment, like, you know, we get hit in the face, too. Oh, thank God. Uh, get hit in the eye. Oh, God, man, I'm lucky. Uh, you know, I mean, this can't be going that fast, but it feels like a shuriken. Like, and it's that moment where you're just like, like, because it seems like it's going straight for lefty. Uh, but, you know, it misses by an inch. Um, and it's not that bad. We play it back and forth. But, you know, it can't end there. 
but it does end there for Matt, Brandon, and Drew. But for me, the game lived on. And I know this is just fuel for people's masochism <laughs> thing they have about me. He still plays to this day. He just finds a steep driveway <laughs> and plays nutball solo. I throw the ball up the hill and <laughs> just one last thrill. <laughs> Mark Crab walking around at the bottom of a hill like... <laughs> Someone walks by a dark alley and they just hear... Hey, and they they look. It's so shrouded in shadows, but they see a bowling ball roll out of the darkness. <laughs> and then I, I light a flashlight under my chin. Roll it! Come on, roll it! Come on! Don't like that one. You open up your like jacket. You just have a whole bunch of different balls and things. Or the Mario spiky balls just. Poof. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I introduced it to the bandmates. I don't know why, but they took to it immediately. Suddenly, everyone was playing nutball with not a ball. It was a half-filled Gatorade bottle spun across a linoleum floor because it the mm. half-filled made it like spin. You know how people did like the bottle flip challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like that, but landing perfectly was landing perfectly uh, bottom end straight into the sack of your opponent. That was the mm -hmm. equivalent of landing it. Anyway, long story short, the band directors did not like this game, so we had to build an underground <laughs> ring of nutball. You had nut club? <laughs> had nut club. <laughs> First rule of nut club. Don't talk about nut club. <laughs> oh, man. That is not sound like it means what I know it means in this context. <laughs> no, no, nut club. You know, we are all shirtless. We're all in the, the instrument storage room. You had to be well-groomed, no hair to block anything. You had to have just pure balls on ball action. We inspected. We inspected beforehand. Actually, we did, because we had to make sure people weren't coming into <laughs> nut club padded up. <laughs> No, you have to get one. You get one free tap on the way in, and it's just so someone can test if you're padded up or not. Drew's wearing sweatpants. Get him out of here. It's got, he's got three pairs of jeans on. This really is true. He took steroids to shrink his balls. <laughs> For some reason in my head, I, I, I'm like, this couldn't have lasted more than a few days. But no, we came in day after day and there were rules where I was like, come on, you had to wear one layer. It had to be underwear and then shorts or jeans or something equivalent of like that. You could not have more than two layers. So there had to be time built up to have this. I feel like for a little bit there, people were excited. Like, you go into the instrument storage room? Yeah, nut club's on. You go into the... <laughs> instrument storage room. Wait, have you ever been in the instrument storage room? In the high school, no. In junior high, I think there was one in junior high, wasn't there? You ever think about that? That there are places in high school that you have not physically been? Just now, I suppose. I didn't go into the weightlifting room inside the high school, inside, not the external one uh, by the junior high. I didn't even know there was a weight room in the high school until senior year. This is like unlocked a core memory for me, and now I'm curious. Am I the only one who made a point of trying to explore parts of like high school or like I did this in college too. parts of buildings that I was allowed into, but that I had never been in before. Not like private offices or anything crazy, but like in my high school, I would just, if I was there like after school for a practice or a club or something, and I would went to the bathroom or I was waiting to get picked up or something, I would like wander around and be like, oh, I've never been down this hallway before and just go look and like, oh, there's a, there's an ox. That's where the auxiliary gym is. Or like, oh, this is like the back of the library. I think I had been in every area in my high school 
And I was in a lot of places on UC's campus that I'm not 100% sure I was allowed or supposed to be in. Yeah. Just because, like, wandering around, just to see, like, right? Just, like, to go into those liminal spaces and just be like, what is in here? I never did that, no. I wanted to do it more at UC, but there are places in the high school that I still have no idea. Like, the there was a photography room. There's a room for the yearbook people. There's a photo development lab. There was, at least, in the high school. Oh, yeah, the dark room, the dark room at my high school was really cool. I heard about the rumors of the, the girls' locker room pillow fights, but I never got to see those. Uh, the men's room, I did get to smell those. Not great. The men's room pillow fights were obviously better. <laughs> the men's room nutball league but all of the pillows were like uh good old fuck his name tommy hasselhoff are you talking about david hasselhoff david hasselhoff yeah are you talking about Timothy shamalan that man who played willy wanka talk more about your experiences in oh there. speaking of not at all not at all speaking of that did you guys realize that fruit of the loom has been gaslighting everyone i saw that what do you mean okay wait think of the fruit of the loom logo Describe it. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. It's like a cornucopia with like some different fruits, right? Right. Yes. Cornucopia. We talked about this on the on the episode where we talked about the Mandela effect and we looked it up and the current, the modern fruit of the room, fruit of the loom logo, no cornucopia. It's a pile of fruits and it just says fruit of the loom. Why did they get, it was real though, right? It was, but... If you went to the Fruit of the Loom website, they had a history, and we I think we brought this up as evidence that it never existed. They had a history of the Fruit of the Loom logo, and it said over the years, they've never had a cornucopia, and they actively put out the story that there has never been a cornucopia. And the thing is, I... On, I think on that episode was very adamant, like, I swear, I know, I know for a fact, but the company was gaslighting everyone that there was no cornucopia. Why? I don't know. And they've been doing this for years, like even before TikTok existed or like, you know, I mean, it was probably during the era of social media. But is there was there just a really successful like knockoff brand who copied Fruit of the Loom and their their fake non real logo was the one with the cornucopia? Because I can't imagine another reason that the company is straight up just set lying and saying they never had a cornucopia in their logo other than they didn't. And that was like some pirate that was like, you know, knockoff products or something weird. Is that it? Because there's no reason that that makes any sense. It might have been some executive was like a cornucopia. No one's going to know what that is. That's old. No one's going to care. We need to be modern. We're fruit of the loom. This website, there's a, a picture of a shirt that has the logo with the cornucopia. And that's how I remember it. It wasn't even that long ago. It was like when I was in high school, which I guess admittedly is getting a longer time ago. But that the, fruit of the loom as a company has been around for Many, many, many years. And they say in their history of their logo, they didn't have a cornucopia. I don't know how far back it went, but my entire brain and history says that there's always been a cornucopia. 100% there was. There, there, like that, 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 that cannot be a Mandela effect. That has to be real. It's not, but it was an imposed one. So now we can't trust any of these so-called Mandela effects. All of them are true mm -hmm. that people believe because this is the domino effect that Fruit of the Loom has created. We can't rely on anything. So Sinbad was a genie. Yes. Okay. Do you think what happened was Mr. Loom played nutball and was hit so hard his balls just vaporized? In order to compensate, he took his own logo and ripped out the cornucopia because it reminded him of a sack and it just hurt him to see. And he said, erase it from all of history. 
So he didn't have to think about it. Do you think Nutball caused this? Was he at our school, Mr. Loom? Yes. I, I'm going to confirm this. This reminds me of something else completely unrelated. I don't know why, but I feel like I've been talking nonstop. I'm going to say it anyway. What you just said reminded me of this really weird comic that I stumbled across on the internet. I was bored and I found it and then I read all of it, right? And it was such a bizarre comic and I don't know what it was called. It started off with two robots telling each other a story. Some people probably know what I'm talking about from this moment. The story evolves that it's a bunch of like generations of basically the same dude, but it's, it's not really a resurrection thing. But anyway, at some point in the story, the guy's dick gets shot off and then Everything about the story becomes about this guy trying to reclaim and or prove his manliness and or have a child. And so he builds this space plane or this supersonic jet that he plugs and controls it by attaching the controls to his non-existent dick. And the entire jet is shaped like a dick. And then he flies around blowing everyone up. But when he got his dick shot off, he was riding a horse. And there were dinosaurs, I think. I don't know what was going on in this story, what this comic was, where it came from. I've never seen it referenced ever again. People probably know what I'm talking about, but th that was the first tenth of the comic. And then it goes on and on. And eventually he meets a witch who takes his blood and they have not sex, but then she gets pregnant and he has a boy and he crushes his legs, but the kid can take the pain. He doesn't need legs. And then he floats for some reason, but he needs boots, heavy boots to not float. And that's great because he's super powered. And then he has a kid and it's like an eternal challenge of seeing who can take the pain. And they keep crushing each other's legs and balls and ripping their dicks off and I don't know what and then then spoiler alert uh, everybody watch out turns out at the beginning of that comic when it was the two uh, robots talking to each other the one robot the the dumber one was actually the evil son that of the dad that was put in a robot body to not remember who he was but then this other robot was telling him basically the whole story and he discovered who he was ruining everything and then dick spaceship has to come back and then it's like a hologram that becomes real and is the dad the son i don't know and then uh, they fight does he get his dick back hmm and he finds out that the real dick was the friends he made along the way? I think yes. I actually think yes. I don't know what the name of this is, but someone on the subreddit who had this has unlocked another core memory, please talk about this on the subreddit because everything I've said about this comic, if I might have some details wrong, but that is exactly what happens. I can't wait to look at the subreddit and see it all being about dick shot off comic. And it was like 500 chapters. It was, I stayed up all night reading this comic ah the one piece of lost dick <laughs> it went on forever it went on forever i can't explain it all right i'm done what's the topic of the episode am i supposed to talk about something uh dumb things that we did or our friends did oh yeah my uh i stayed up late reading that comic that was the dumb thing that i did well it was nutball was your original answer but we somehow devolved into dick comics it, it's all dick related anyway nutball my friend got his balls blasted off and then the band director said we couldn't do that anymore nutball fruit of the loom dick comic it, it's all part of the plan you know the end of fight club that's how it ended isn't, isn't there like an explosion yeah yeah, there's, there's, it turns out there are terrorists or something, and it's and there's explosions, and it's, it gets real crazy. It got really crazy. Nut Club was... <laughs> you say it. I can't, I won't, I'll laugh.
<laughs> I didn't. It took me a second to figure out what you wanted me to say, which I'm embarrassed about now. But I were you were you going for? It was nuts. Yeah. Um. <sighs> How many points do I get? <laughs> um. Not sure. Uh. Bob, do you have? I don't even know if you've told a story yet, Bob. I can't remember. <laughs> he hasn't. He has, hasn't had a chance. I haven't talked yet. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I told the Busty Walrus story, but that wasn't that wasn't part of this. I did say a little bit ago that, like, I have another thing that's unrelated, but I've talked a lot. And then there was silence, so I just jumped in. Yeah, well, I was curious what it was. I, I, I'm glad that we got to hear about the comic thing. I'm curious about that now. I hope the subreddit uh, gives us, like, links and stuff. I want to see it. Uh, I, well, and I will say, I, I, this is not as grandiose as Nut Club, uh, but it's painfully stupid. So my family was getting ready. Like, literally, it was the morning we were getting ready to go on a big family trip to Disney. This was like planned for over a year, long time coming, huge trip. We were like packing the car. As my parents were packing the car, for some reason, I decided that that was the exact moment that I needed to see if I could ride the skateboard down the driveway that I had owned since like my previous birthday, but that I had not one single time ever ridden for any reason. And while my dad is putting all of our belongings into the car, so we're, you know, it's like a long drive down to Florida, getting ready for this thing. I just start, I get the skateboard out and I start trying to skateboard down our driveway. And I do, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, a little stumbles, but I'm like, I'm getting rolling down slowly down the driveway. And at some point I'm like, yeah, I'm killing this. I bet I could do an ollie. <laughs> Which is where you, which is how you jump on a skateboard. It's a, it's a specific foot movement, basically, that you do to get the board up into the air and still be on your feet. And I very loosely know how that works in theory. At that point in my life, I had never even tried to do one. I've still never successfully done one. And I, at that moment, I was like, yeah, 20 hour road trip ahead of us. Now is the time I'm going to do an <laughs> ollie. I don't even know what an ollie is. He just said. It's just literally like how you jump into the air on a skateboard. I did explain it in a good amount of detail. Well, okay, but I, I didn't know if there was like another twist to it, a spin to no, it. No, it's just, just it up in it's, the the, it's the almost the most basic skateboard. Like it's easier to, there are a couple things you can do on a skateboard that are a, a little bit easier than an ollie, but still pretty difficult. Basically like one of the fundamental things you learn when you're trying to do skateboarding as like, like tricks and stuff. Wait, Sam, please rewind. And as Bob is explaining what an ollie is, zoom in on wade's face i just want to know what was going on and if you want to you can just put a little green screen here and just play whatever you want in my head i suppose it's a specific foot movement basically that you do to get the board up into the air and still be on your feet i don't even know what an ollie is what i was trying to think about well if you want to know now that the moment has passed okay uh, is i was thinking about an ollie and then i was like okay an ollie and you were explaining that you're kicking up in the air and i was like is that where you like flip it? Is that where it spins? Or is that where it just goes up? Like I was going through the different things that I could remember from skateboarding. So as I was saying out loud, the answer to your question, you were just- Yeah, my brain was playing the other options. I see, I see. That's what my brain does <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. You know what, points for honesty, Wid. Thank you. Wait a minute. You could pretty much guess what happened because it's it's the it's the it's the Disney Channel version of what happened. 
I go to do an ollie, my back foot comes off the skateboard, I do the splits, I fall, I'm scraping my knees and my elbows, all of me is bleeding, and literally, like, it couldn't, not, it could not have been more perfect, like, my dad walked out of the garage and was like, all right, I think it's time to go, and then cue me being like, oh no, and my dad is just like, Okay, get in the car. I mean, uh, we're not. We're, this, is, this has been planned. We're not stopping because you're bleeding. Get in the car, and uh, and I did. I got in the car, bloody bloody knees and everything. And for the whole road trip, sat there just like ah, oh, oh god. And my dad, and my parents were just like, you shouldn't have done that. I mean, maybe you'll learn your lesson, idiot. How old were you when this happened? Oh, you know. Middle school, <laughs> you know, last year, young teenager. I mean, old enough where I, I, it's not like I could skateboard and I was just doing something I had done a bunch. It's not like I was even that athletic, right? I played sports, but I was, I was a, a lineman. I played lineman in football, which is not an easy position, but it is not like an athletic skill position. I did not have nimble feet. I was not good at catching myself and not falling to the ground. I was like strong and, you know, had good leverage. That does not make you a good skateboarder. There was no reason on earth I should have thought, oh, I could probably just do an ollie, except that kids are morons, and I was a kid. Oh, that's fair. I remember uh, the Razor scooter. I don't know if you guys were part of the Razor scooter phenomenon. Oh, dude, I had a wheelie bar. I had custom low-profile wheels. I had a grind plate put on mine. Couldn't grind it. Couldn't (laughs) even remotely, but I had it. So when I rode around, you could tell I was cool. My friend had a um, uh, sidewalk from his door that curved and kind of went down and around and then came to like some like kind of high up steps. And then my uh, mom's house, there was like this flat patio area then like a little rock wall kind of thing. It wasn't high. It was like a foot high. But like the other side of it was more of a drop off. And we got braver and braver with the things that we thought we could do with those on our Razor scooter because the street was relatively flat. We tried like going and grinding sideways on the rock wall and we actually shattered and broke the rock wall. It collapsed one time. And of course, when that happens, you don't look cool. You fall and you land in the broken rocks and grow and rubble and you have to get up and like crying. My friend like rode home <laughs> on his scooter uh, or whenever I was at his house and I tried to ramp off on the blacktop and tried to like spin the thing around while I was in midair and it just didn't. And then I landed sideways flat on the blacktop and scrape my way down i had my moments where i thought i was cool and then life humbled me very quickly you should you should be glad that you could not successfully do most of a tail whip because the way worse way for that to happen is you jump into the air and try and spin the bottom of it around your feet land on the ground and then the very heavy very sharp edged metal thing hits both of your shins with maximum velocity once they're locked in on the ground with all of your weight holding them steady so it feels like your legs are about to get chopped off by a razor scooter no thankfully i landed Landed sideways and just scrape myself up because if I've also landed straight on my feet, I probably could have like broken my bones and had them pierced through my thighs or something. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. All right, well, points for being a real big idiot before a road trip. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I I can trace back when I should have known that I had a tumor to years <laughs> beforehand. So here's the thing. I went to the hospital and they found that I had a tumor when I was went in because my appendix was going to explode. So that was the urgency with which I went to the hospital for that, right? Bob, do you remember freshman year when I would go work out with, I think it was like one of your friends who needed a workout buddy. Yeah. And I went to the gym with him. Almost every single time that I went there, I would end up having this strange physical ailment that occurred. I don't know if I even talked about it when I went back as a freshman in college and as like a fully fledged adult, but just stupid about the world. The concept of going seeing a medical professional was not something that even occurred to me. Like if I if I was in pain or hurt it, but like we were invincible back then. It, no, it was just like, yeah, it'll it'll go away. Uh, so if I did a specific back exercise, this was it. It was any kind of back exercise that had me like extending backwards, like kind of flexing my back to raise my torso, something like that, or twisting to the left, right? Specifically to the left of torso rotation, stuff like that. I would suddenly feel like my body was going into shock. My hands would get tingly. I would have to go lay in the bath. Well, I was going to the bathroom. I would go in a stall. I would tell the guy I was working out with like, that's happening again. Go into the bathroom, lay on the floor, <laughs> shiver. And then it would go away in about like 30 minutes. So, God, perfectly normal exercise routine. No, that just means you're working out really. That means you're doing it right. Stretch, shiver on the floor of the bathroom, come back, stretch some more. This sounds like an exaggeration. This is legitimately the process. And Bob, if you ever like asked, if you've ever connected back with that person, he would tell you like this was a weekly occurrence. It wouldn't happen every workout, but it happened a God. lot. Uh, and it always happened with that specific workout. So after the fifth or sixth time that happened, I realized I probably shouldn't do that workout. And I'll be fine. And I realize the specific type of tumor that I have is called the ganglioneuroma, which is a nerve tumor. It affects the nervous system right in my adrenal gland. So the tumor was in my adrenal gland. So something about exacerbating the left flexing of that spot would probably press on the tumor, causing some like crazy release of either adrenaline or some kind of hormone or like shock in my adrenal gland that would cause my whole body to kind of go into shock. This was three years prior to me actually oh discovering that I had a tumor. And, you know, the whole time there was these weird occurrences where, like, suddenly I was just like, oh, man, I got to go collapse for a little bit. I remember <laughs> I was working at that sushi restaurant and I went in one day. I was like, man, I don't think I could work today. My back, it feels like I'm being stabbed in my kidney. Oh, weird. And that was months prior to me. If at any point in any one of these times I had gone to a doctor and they had even done the most cursory scan of anything going on, if I'd gotten any kind of like scan in my abdomen, they would have found it. But I didn't. So uh, don't be dumb like me. If you have an ailment, uh, see a medical professional. But just think all the other times that you were like, ah, it'll just go away. It did. And you probably have no other tumors or anything to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It may not be a tumor, uh, but if you end up in the bathroom collapsed on the floor uh, for 30 minutes or more at a time, maybe when you're that age, it's more embarrassing than anything. It's like, oh, God, I can't let anyone see me be in a state of mortal panic. The toxic male like can't show weakness thing. You know? Yeah, I can't even explain why, but I feel that, too. And I, I'm not at all like a macho dude in any way. The other dudes weren't allowed to see you be weak. Like, that's just the way it was. If that if that had happened when I was in college at that time in life. Yeah, I would have gone to the bathroom and like 
just waited it out. Still to this point, I've got, I need to have the shoulder surgery. I've not had the shoulder surgery yet for the slap tear. And like, I go to do things like lift a box and like my hand goes numb. My arm just starts aching horribly. And I'm like, I'll just tough it out. I'll be fine. I'll get the surgery eventually. But like, I got, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. I can't do it right now. I don't want them to see that I'm struggling. I need the surgery. They'll be like, wait, you should go have surgery. It's like, I'll just shut the fuck up. I'll get to it eventually. You're going to have a great story in two or three years about why he only has one arm. We'll call it adults are stupid instead of kids are stupid. Adults are stupid. (laughs) It's not the first time. I told you guys about how when I was trying to call my ex on the phone and I was on a golf cart, my cousin wouldn't stop the golf cart. So I was sitting on the back and I was like, well, if you won't stop, I'll just get off and make the call. So I got off running the opposite direction what the golf cart was doing, took two steps, went flying backwards on my tailbone. God. And then two years uh, later, sitting in class, all of a sudden I had trouble sitting flat. I was sitting on like one cheek. I was like, man, it's really uncomfortable sitting like normally. And then it got to the point where it was excruciating. And then I started going to doctors and they would like, better check in there. Nope, your intestines feel fine. And then one day I just bend over, look in the mirror and see that I've got a second bloody butthole. And it's like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what the doctors missed. They didn't check second butthole. They didn't. They didn't see the big bloody fissure where the bone and hair and everything else was trying to escape from where I'd fractured my tailbone. Nobody noticed that thing that I'd caused whenever I jumped off of a golf cart, probably. Well, doctors don't look. That's embarrassing. You know, they just reach around and feel in there. And- dude, by the third time after dude, there was a doctor, I've told the story. He had the biggest fingers of any man I ever met. I, to this day, cry remembering his fingers going into my butt. <laughs> Rather than have that experience, I would so much prefer a doctor to look at all of me. You can please examine away. Just keep your fingers out unless they are normal human sized hands. Because if your fingers are the size of a gorilla's fist, keep them away from me. I just imagine every time you go to the doctor and the doctor is like, all right, well, let me take a look at you. You just get naked all the way and you're like, just just look, look and don't touch. No insideies. I go to the dentist, strip down. What if there's teeth somewhere else you haven't noticed? Look. You shake their hand and you go, nice to meet you. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, this will work out. There were many times where it was fine. There was one man who I've never forgotten. The fact that he became, I think it's a gastroenterologist, gastro, whatever the fuck. Enterologist. It's cruel and unusual that with fingers that size, he went into that profession. Can we talk about this? Can I get an honest answer? Um, sure. uh, I think we know Wade's answer. I'm just curious, I guess, pulling, pulling you guys. I'm trying to think very carefully. I've never had a doctor put anything in my butt for any reason. No fingers, no butt thermometer. No. Is that normal or abnormal? How's your butt, Mark? You get butt examined a lot? Not a lot, but I've had it before. We're getting to the point where we're going to start having to have like prostate exams. Yeah, like I know it's t- it's almost time for prostate exams and stuff, but I don't think it's normal for that unless you have something going on. Did you have a butt problem, Mark? Why did you get butt butt tested? After it was actually after my tumor surgery and also mm. after um I believe no, I don't think uh to check for bleeding it was a uh, after the any kind of abdominal surgery they have you on the lookout for uh any kind of like blood in your stool basically this is an unpleasant conversation to have no no i was i'm genuinely curious <laughs> silly kids and their dumb butts bleeding <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa that 
Mark, we were so dumb back then. <laughs> I was an adult. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> nah, we were kids. We were kids. Anyway, I know that it's going to happen, and we don't have to continue talking about it. I was just curious, because it is this one of those things where everyone everyone talks. Yeah, I mean, it's going to, that's just. Colonoscopies, too, but that's a whole camera. Oh, we're not that old. Yeah, we're, we're saying time. there. We're closer to 40 than we are in high school. Are we? Uh, yeah, we are. I hate to tell you, man, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't thought about how old I am in a minute, but yeah, no, that's accurate. That's accurate. I'm sorry, Bob. I hate to be the one to tell you. <laughs> Listen, I had an idea for an episode that I was going to talk about how we're getting older because it's, it's really catching me off guard, but we should. We should. We could use a part two or three of that. I don't know if we've ever actually done the episode. What do you mean? No. Didn't we do it the first time? Probably. The time where I tried to do it and it was a repeat and it turned into the worst piece of shit episode ever. But we have to do the episode We Are Now Older. That's what has to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's in the pipeline. We done got old. I actually have a thing. Mandy ordered a thing for us to use for that exact episode. Uh, so that's on the way. It keeps getting delayed in shipping, but like it's supposed to get here in the next couple of weeks. And that's I've, I think it'll be fun. Okay. I guess I'm going to take the time to wrap up here. I feel like... Uh, How many points do I get for never having a doctor in my butt? Oh, 30. <laughs> Mark, any questions or requests for points from you? No, I, I trust the judgment. Cool. Um, Bob, who do you want to win this? Ooh, I'm going to get a green light like that. Uh, I think... Yeah, let's go with me. Okay. Mark, preference on who wins this? Uh, I, I think that it should be in accordance with the points. And if the points happen to favor me... Okay, and who should have more points? Th the winner. No. Uh, backtrack. Yeah, but Bob thinks he should have more points. No, retract, retract, retract. The person who should have more points is the person who had more on-topic things to say. Retract, retract, wait, retract. Uh, the person... Yeah, I like that. No, that's a good way to, yeah. Who should have the most points should have, should be the person who talked about the most number of walruses not necessarily but maybe but maybe because maybe i talked i talked about a lot of walruses <laughs> did you i did i did talked about jamie heineman a lot and he's a walrus we all know it's an equivalent exchange full metal alchemist you know what i mean you are really struggling to say i had deserve more points here mark i don't know why is it because you don't believe it no if 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 i was the winner that had more points. If No, if I had more points in the scoring, what I'm saying is that I believe that there was a proper scoring system occurring throughout the episode because the judge is sound of sound mind. Retract, retract. The judge is of mind and sound. You know, I should deduct points, but that's fair. May we approach? May we approach the bench? May we approach? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having horrible flashbacks, but yeah, by all means. My favorite funny bit. Yeah, you love that bit. That was great. Don't laugh, your honor. <laughs> uh, I think what my opponent's tried to say, your honor, is that he thinks that I should win and he just doesn't. He's too proud to say it out loud, but that's okay. I'll say it. Is this true? No, it's not true at all. So you think you should win? I, I, I believe in many things. Great. But belief has nothing to do with the law. That's true. Kind of. So does the law say you should win? This is a really weak closing argument. <laughs> I, I yield the remainder of my time to my opponent out of fairness. I take, I take his time. I will take your time and I will use it to craft up 
more time. It's what time-rich people do, which I am, and ev we, as is evident here, the person who should- who took the most time in the episode should have the most points, right? Because time is points, as the saying goes. I've never heard that saying. Unless you're saying time is money and money are points, in which case you're gonna offer me money for points. How much money are you willing to pay me for points? How much have I got? Like, uh, like uh, right now? Hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands, billions? Do you, do you have money on, on, on you, Mark? Like in your pocket or? See this? You seeing this? It's money. It's a, cr no, it's a crisp Jackson. I don't know which one he's on, I'm sorry. I thought it was the 20. Is that a 50? It's a tw 20. Jackson's on the- Yeah, see, Bob, it's not a 20, it's a Chris Jackson, which is on a 20. Oh, he's on- oh, the 20. Okay. Do you guys think that with inflation, the 50 is going to become more common? <laughs> yes, I think everyone's going to get rid of their debit and credit cards and go back to carrying cash. In fact, I think the $1 coin is going to become a lot more valuable here soon. Any day now. Why do you guys not carry cash? Cash is an important thing to have on you at all time. I usually, I usually have a small amount of cash, but not like... Like that much, maybe, or less at all times. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I flashing my massive stacks of $40 here? Uh, a little, a little. I don't even carry a real wallet. I carry enough to tip my personal chef or limo driver or valet, but, you know, I don't have enough money to... Carry 40 around. <laughs> Has there been some advanced deflation happening? Is this is this worth a lot more than... I mean, it's not nothing. I, I'm not going to say it's nothing, but... Gas here in Cincinnati was two fifty the other day, Mark, so it might be. Gas is like $7. I bought gas for $1.97 the other day. It was with like our Kroger discount, you know, but $1.97 a gallon. That's fair. Uh, our winner today is Bob. As the episode winner, um, it feels really good. You know, I just want to say, even though Mark tried to literally bribe you live on camera. And I feel like he earned it, but your closing argument was just so much better, where you said you are, you should win. Mark absolutely trounced me all up and down the episode. He talked way more than I did. I feel like his stories were better than mine uh, it, by any measure. Uh, he just had a lot more to contribute, but I earned the win. Wait. Wow, okay, he's really bragging. He's he's literally begging to get mugged next time he goes down the street. Mark, I will give you one point per dollar you send me. You got Venmo? No. <laughs> I got Venmo. Hey, what, you, what? Why are you showing me cash and asking me about Venmo? <laughs> I'm trying to bribe you. You, don't, you guys don't carry cash? Yeah, I'll take your cash. You got Venmo? <laughs> you, you have neither? What do you have? Do you have money? No! That's why I'm trying to take yours. How do you do business? He doesn't. Bob, how much for every one of your points? Wait, how many points do I have? Uh, a billion. Don't, no, no, no. Okay, Mark. I, we can say with confidence that I earned at least 30 points because I asked for it and he gave them to me. So we'll say conservatively, I have 50 points. Yeah, that's fine. Since it's a premium and also it's an episode win, I will give you my points at a rate of, uh, well, let's call it gas. One, one point equals one gallon of gas. So it's about 275 a point. Thank goodness you're not going with California rates. Thank goodness. Oh, no, that's right. You live in California. Uh, $8 a point. Nope, 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 nope. Two two seventy five is that what you said? Two fifty? Well, premium. So uh, we're looking at probably three ninety one. Oh, my points aren't premium. Let's not deceive ourselves. But the, my wins are. When I give out a win, it is pretty premium. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Well, if I if I send you, oh man, a hundred and forty something dollars right now, I get the win. Yes. Or if you don't want to do that, I will rescind his win and give it to you if you send me twelve hundred dollars. 
Well, that's just a good deal right there, I think. I'm not good at math, though, so don't trust me. 147 Bob dollars or 1,200 to Wade? It's up to you, Mark. I think he's making his decision right now, maybe? Could come down to a coin flip. I don't think I have your contact. <laughs> I'm not a contact in your phone after all these years? Can't you just send me Apple Cash, Mark? No, his Venmo contact. You wouldn't know about this. I don't have a Venmo. Uh, isn't it attached to my phone number? If you all out there would like to send us money through Venmo, you can send it to... I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't have it. I'm gonna give them their winner and loser speech, but while they're trying to figure out their money, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, uh, if you want to look for us, you can find us. Bob at MySker, Mark at Markiplier, I'm Wade, Minion777, or Lord Minion777. You don't exist. I'm pretty sure we exist. You can find us online. Podcast paused. Here, Mark. <laughs> I don't think it, it's a little grainy. No, no, it'll totally work. Washers, listeners, I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Uh, what do you think it is? It's not working. It was four. The number was four. Uh, Mark, loser speech. Turns out I can't bribe even if I wanted to. I really tried. You could mail me a check and then win the next one. You accept checks? Or money orders. Yeah. What is a money order? Or uncut gems. <laughs> you don't know what a money order is, Mark? No, I, no, I actually don't. How does it work? I'm actually not 100% clear. I'm pretty sure you get money orders from, like, the grocery store. I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you. You pay the value of a money order and any associated fees when you get it. Then you send the money order to your intended recipient. They take it to their bank or another place that cashes money orders to exchange the money in order for cash. It's a, what is it? It's a check. Yeah, it sounds like a certified check type deal but i think you can take it to places other than a bank to cash it which is what makes it different than a check you can take a check to other places too you can cash a check anywhere that takes checks i think i don't know man i just read the description all right all right as the winner of this episode that this is this really strong really funny bit that we did at the end here that really paid off for everybody uh i just want to say that this is uh it feels good to earn a win the wrong way to win despite having definitely less points than my opponent and to win despite barely even contributing to the episode as a whole it just feels good to be me i guess so congratulations and thank you Mark, did you say your bit? I can't remember. I zoned out. Uh, yeah, I tried to bribe and it didn't work. Can you please get more technologically advanced, Wade, so I can bribe you? Uh, yeah, I'll send you my, my PayPal. Why are you saying it like that? Literally, can't you send Apple money through iMessage? I tried. It didn't work. Whatever. I, whatever, whatever. I just, I. People have done that for me before. I've gotten Apple cash. I don't even get my loser speech. Bobble host next just, time. I, I don't even get to talk about my loser speech. Didn't you give your loser speech? I thought, did I just ask if you gave one and you said, yeah? I tried. <laughs> Which time? <laughs> I don't even know him. Do you have more to say? No. No, I don't. Podcast out. <laughs>